Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number eight of the Bible 2021 podcast. So we're reading Mark chapter six today, and our focus is on the blindness of hard hearts and who Jesus was. Welcome to new listeners in Budapest, Hungary, Telangana, India, Hamburg, Germany, and Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you for joining us for Bible 2021. We are a roughly 10 minutes a day Bible podcast where we dig into the truth of God's Word, read a chapter every day, and discuss it. Please check out our webpage, Bible2021.com. Tell your friends, invite them to join with us, share about it on social media. We want as many people as possible reading the Word of God per day. So today's chapter of Mark 6 is long and interesting. It begins with people in Jesus's hometown quite confused about his power and authority because he was so human. They knew him as the son of the carpenter, one person among many brothers and sisters, a young man who grew up in their neighborhood among them. Now, we know next to nothing about the childhood of Jesus, but this passage does seem to clue us into the fact that Jesus apparently didn't perform miracles and show himself to be God in the flesh as a young person. Why not? Well, perhaps for the same reason he told his mother during the wedding of Cana before his first miracle, his time had not yet come. So at the beginning of this passage, we clearly see the humanity of Jesus. He was a human. Was he more than that? Well, let's read the passage and see what we find out. Mark chapter 6, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. He left there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. Where did this man get these things? They said. What is this wisdom that has been given to him, and how are these miracles performed by his hands? Isn't this the carpenter's son, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us as well? So they were offended by him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown, among his relatives, and in his household. And he was not able to do a miracle there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. He was going around the villages teaching, and he summoned the twelve and began to send them out in pairs and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the road except a staff, no bread, no traveling bag, no money in their belts but to wear sandals and not put on an extra shirt. He said to them, Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that place. If any place does not welcome you or listen to you when you leave there, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons, anointed many sick people with oil, and healed them. And King Herod heard about it because Jesus' name had become well known. Some said John the Baptist has been raised from the dead, and that's why miraculous powers are at work in him. But others said he's Elijah. Still others said he's a prophet like one of the prophets from long ago. And when Herod heard of it, he said, John, the one I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod himself had given orders to arrest John and to chain him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. And John had been telling Herod, It's not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias held a grudge against him and wanted to kill him, but she could not, because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing he was a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard him, he would be very perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. An opportune time came on his birthday when Herod gave a banquet for his nobles, military commanders, and the leading men of Galilee. When Herodias' own daughter came in and danced, 
She pleased Herod and his guests, and the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you want, and I will give it to you. He promised her with an oath, Whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half my kingdom. So she went and said to her mother, What should I ask for? John the Baptist's head, she said. At once she hurried to the king and said, I want you to give me John the Baptist's head on a platter immediately. Although the king was deeply distressed because of his oaths and the guests, he did not want to refuse her. The king immediately sent for an executioner and commanded him to bring John's head. So he went and beheaded him in prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother, and when John's disciples heard about it, they came and removed his corpse and placed it in a tomb. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught, and he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a remote place and rest for a while, for many people were coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they went away in the boat by themselves to a remote place, but many saw them leaving and recognized them, and they ran on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Then he began to teach them many things. When it grew late, his disciples approached him and said, This place is deserted, and it's already late. Send them away so that they can go into the surrounding countryside and villages to buy themselves something to eat. You give them something to eat, he responded, and they said to him, Should we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he instructed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. He took the five loaves and the two fish and... Looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke the loaves. He kept giving them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. Everyone ate and was satisfied, and they picked up twelve baskets full of pieces of bread and fish. Now those who had eaten the loaves were five thousand men. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. After he said goodbye to them, he went away to the mountain to pray, and well into the night the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. He saw them straining at the oars because the wind was against them, and very early in the morning he came towards them walking on the sea and wanted to pass by them. When they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke with them and said, Have courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them and the wind ceased, and they were completely astounded because they had not understood about the loaves. Instead, their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to shore at Gennesaret and anchored there. As they got out of the boat, people immediately recognized him. They hurried throughout that region and began to carry the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he went, into villages, towns, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch just the end of his robe. And everyone who touched it was healed. So at the beginning of our chapter, people are offended at Jesus because he's just the carpenter's son. Hey, we know his brothers and sisters, and we see his humanity clearly. By the end of the chapter, though, it's very different. Jesus has walked on water. He's fed thousands with food that would barely feed one single small family. He's calmed the storm on the water, and he's, and he's healed like innumerable sick people. Jesus' Godhood, his divinity, is on full display at the end of Mark, as we see in our focus verse, Mark 6.56. Wherever Jesus went, into villages, towns, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch just the end of his robe, and everyone who touched it was healed. 
So which is it? Was Jesus human or God? And the mind-blowing answer is, of course, he was both 100% human and 100% God. The Word made flesh dwelling among humanity. And you know what? At this point, the disciples didn't see it yet. They were utterly blown away when Jesus calmed the storm. They were flabbergasted. Why? Well, they didn't understand who he was. Let's ask Pastor Tony Evans about that, who says... Verse 52 of Mark 6 says, For they had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves, but their heart was hardened. God gave them one miracle, feeding the 5,000, but they didn't get the message in the next trial. The next trial, when they're stranded out in the water, they believe the God who could feed 5,000 with a couple of fish and barely loaves can't remember how to move when a new trial shows up. They didn't learn that God can take a mess and turn it into a miracle, that God can take a mess and make it a blessing. Well, friends, may we learn that. May we have that insight. And whatever trial we're going through right now, may our eyes and hearts be focused on God in faith because he is faithful. Well, one last thing, the memory verse for the month, Mark chapter 1, verse 15. Let's say it a couple of times together. I believe by the end of the month, we'll all have it memorized. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. I want to say it one more time. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. That's Mark chapter 1 verse 15. Well, friends, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his word to dwell in your heart by faith so that we won't be hard-hearted, that we will expectantly trust in God who is working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose as Romans 8:28 let us remember what pastor Tony Evans taught us today that God can take a mess and make it into a blessing good day to you and godspeed